We're in a series at the moment entitled Pace. Normally at this time in our service, we would open up the Bible and, and generally we go through a book of the Bible at a time, looking at each verse and what it tells us about God and, and, and all that he gives to us. Um, this series we're doing things slightly differently. We're looking at how we can pace our lives in such a way that we build in the rhythms that God has given us so that we keep our eyes fixed on him and enjoy the life that he has for us, which is a life to the full. And the way that we're doing that is rather than have one person speak for a length of time, we're going to have a, two or three people at different weeks give a more kind of TED-style talk, looking at a, a particular aspect of what it looks like to have a good rhythm in place so that we can live a life of pace and so we've got um, later Glenn Darby coming up, and um, I'll just come up before he does to introduce him. But, but now we've got um, a good friend of mine, a man of God who I respect greatly, uh, Pete Lockhart. So why don't we invite Pete up? Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, so this morning I'm going to be um, talking about um, the spiritual discipline of serving. Um, and I'm going to do that in sort of three ways. So firstly, I'm going to briefly look at why it's foundational to the Christian faith. I'm going to be looking at why it's important for us and also how we can grow in it. And so I'm going to be uh, speaking from a passage in John. Now, all of us at some point in our lives have done something in order to prepare ourselves for something else, whether that's going on holiday and you need to buy sun cream or whatever, bits and pieces. Whether you're at work and you've got a presentation to give or coursework at university and you've got to do some research and read up on it, or whether you're competing in a football tournament or doing a half marathon and you need to do some preparation runs and things like that, we all prepare ourselves and put in disciplines in our lives in order for things to go well. And that's what we're looking at in this series, spiritual disciplines in order that we can be ready and live a life at a sustainable pace with Jesus. And serving is one of those. So if you, I'm going to, the passage I'm going to speak on this morning is John chapter 13, verses 1 to 17. Um, it's on the screen if you want to follow. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. 
Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, and nor is a master greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. So why is serving so foundational to the Christian faith? Well, it's at the heart of God. God loves to serve. In fact, by sending his son Jesus to us, that was the most amazing act of service that anyone could do. It's in his DNA. It's his part of his character. It's the core of who he is. And if we look at the Gospels and the stories of Jesus, his life was all about serving. Over and over again, Jesus served others. The broken, the lonely, the poor, the needy. He healed the sick. Jesus loved to serve his friends and his family. Jesus even said of himself, I came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus loves to serve. It's also so foundational to our faith because we're called to be imitators of Christ. If you're here this morning and you are a Christian, you love Jesus, our desire, therefore, is to follow him, to do the things that he did, to listen and learn from him. And in this passage in verse 14 and 15, it says, now that I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I've done for you. Jesus' lifestyle was therefore a lifestyle of service. And if we want to live a lifestyle like Jesus, then our lifestyle should be that too of service. You see, Jesus just didn't say, go and serve just for the fun of it. No, there's something much deeper, so much, something so much powerful about that. He knew that, that it would be doing us good and doing others good. So I'm going to look at a few things now, why it's so important. Firstly, it's an act of worship. In Romans 12:1, it says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. When we serve one another, when we look out for one another, when we care for one another in a church context, at home, in our communities, at work, it is worship to God. He delights in it. He loves it. It brings him glory. Another reason why it's so important is because it reveals who Jesus is. We've seen that it's part of his core. It's his DNA. It's This is part of his character. So when we act in service towards others, we are revealing Jesus to them. We are introducing people to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you love Jesus, we have got something within us that the world so desperately needs. And so by acting out and doing the things that he calls us to do, we're revealing him to others. And it can be in the most simplest of ways, saying hello to somebody. It might make their day, acknowledging them. And maybe you're here this morning, you're sat next to somebody that you've never known before. Then I really encourage you to introduce yourself to them at the end. And also, another reason why it's so important is because it does us good. Verse 17 in this passage says this, Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. You see, serving others doesn't just touch other people, it does something powerful within us. It is living in the fullness of what God has for us. 
I mean, Cheryl, my wife, have been part of Oasis Church for about 12 years now, and we've served in different areas, leading small group in the early days in Ellington, also involved with the youth work. Um, we've been involved in Monday Night Football, well, I have, not Cheryl, but, um, um, and OKC most recently. And so I just want to draw on a few things from that that, that have been really good for me, that I have, that, things that have done me good. Firstly, and, for, and, and ultimately, like um, what Keith said earlier, you make new friends. It's a great way of getting connected and woven into the fabric of this family. It's so good. So um, doing youth work, for instance, working with the young people, it's great to get to know them. Perhaps I wouldn't have got to know them if I weren't doing youth work. And even their parents. It's getting to know other people within the church. It's getting connected, being known. It's also a way of stepping out in faith and growing in faith. When we serve, sometimes it pushes us out of our comfort zones. And that's really good because it stretches our capacity and it increases our faith. Also, what I've loved is just seeing the local church grow. It's amazing. It's such a privilege to see young people turn to God, to walk with people as they journey on in good times and in bad times with other people. It's great to connect with people and Monday night football who don't even know church, who've never even stepped into a a church building before. It's great to Next weekend, we're taking them on a tournament and they'll be hearing parts of the gospel. It's just great to see the growth of the local church. So how can we grow in it? Firstly, to know our identity. This came up a lot in worship. There's this couple of verses in, verses in this passage that are golden and can be easily missed. It's verse three and four and it says this. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. This is the bit. And that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Knowing, who he, knew, knowing where he was from and where he was going, so he got up. You see, Jesus' ability to go low, to build other people up, was rooted in his identity. He fully grasped that he was the son of God. And if we're to live a lifestyle of service, we need to grasp our identity. We sung about it this morning. You are fully known, fully loved, fully accepted, completely forgiven. Our identity isn't based on our performance and what other people think of us. We so easily think that. No, the truth is that you were specifically designed by him and for him. You're carefully crafted in his image. He has chosen you. He sings over you. He delights in you. You are a child of God and you are significant. And we don't need to earn it. We don't even need to work for it. We are his workmanship. Do you believe it? If we're to live a lifestyle of service, we're to be rooted in our true identity. Because when we are, service will flow out from us. I have two daughters, Jemima and Eva, and I know that if I want them to do something, which I know is going to be for their good, I phrase what I'm going to say like this. I say, Jemima and Eva... I am your father, and I love you. Can you go and do this for me? And you know what? If I say it like that, they'll often do it. And it's the same with Jesus. He calls us by name. He says, Peter. He tells me that he is, I'm your father, and I love you. Go and do this for me. You see, because of that, it's rooted in our identity. We want to do it because we are loved, we are known. So if you're here this morning and your heart doesn't skip a beat, or the thought that you're a child of God, then I really encourage you to go on a journey of discovering your true identity. 
Another way to grow in the area of service is to commit to building a family. Again, we've spoken about this this morning. We are so good at this Oasis Church. We love it. We are a family. We are not an organization. If I go into a restaurant, I have levels of expectation at the restaurant. I expect to be seated relatively quickly. I expect the um, plate and knife and fork to be clean. I expect the food to taste good. I expect the menu to be, you know, have a good variety, maybe even ambient music on in the background, a, a, a smiley service. When I come home from work, I do not expect there to be ambient music. I do not necessarily expect food to be on the table. I don't even expect it necessarily to be hot. It does always taste good, but I don't necessarily expect that. And what I do is I take my bag off and I say to my wife, can I do anything? What can I do? How can I help? Can I get the kids together? What do you need doing? Because we're a family. We don't have expectations. The church is the same. So when we come through the doors, then come with a level of expectation that we're an organization where people wait on you hand and foot. No, we're a family. And we need to be committed to building this family that we're so good at, but keep going at it, looking out for one another, caring for one another, getting our hands dirty. And sometimes that means doing things that we don't necessarily love doing. I hate taking the bins out. Absolutely hate it. I got bin juice all over my bare feet this week. Absolutely hate it. But I know if I don't do it, it won't get done. And sometimes that's, that's the, in, the, in the family of church too. Sometimes needs that we just need to be doing. And when we realize the importance and the power of serving, it does something within us. We do it. Let's be those that commit to building family, to get stuck in. And in this passage, we see that Jesus is washing the feet of his disciples, feet that would have been smelly and dirty, but he was getting stuck in. It's about getting our hands dirty. And finally, we need to receive. We need to be those that receive from the one who ultimately gives. In this passage, Peter, when Jesus went to wash his feet, he was initially kind of, no, 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 don't wash my feet. He was too ashamed, too embarrassed, didn't think he was worthy. And so when Jesus said to him, I have to wash your feet, otherwise you'll have no part with me, Peter's posture changed. Well, then do my hands and my head as well. We need to be those with a posture every day to receive from Jesus. We cannot serve, we cannot give unless we receive from the ultimate giver. It says in 1 Peter 4.11, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. He's our strength. He gives us our daily bread. Let's be those with a posture to receive from him. Lastly, I just want to say that if anyone's here this morning who perhaps just even getting to church was a struggle in itself, and maybe even listening online perhaps, I want to say thank you to doing that because I know there are people here who found it tough to even get to church, let alone serve. Well, I believe that Jesus wouldn't ask us to serve if there weren't people to serve. And as a family, we need to be those that look out for one another. So I really want to encourage you to tell someone, let the leadership team know. I'm sure we'll be praying at the end here. Come and talk to us. We'd love to pray for you and for you to receive. Guys, let's be those that receive from the one who gave it all so that we can be those that go and give it away.